the Girl Crush Podcast. Some theme music. We're obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Pretty good plot. What about her hair? We were very messed up. So there's actually a pretty big spread. This is iconic Jen. It's perfection. I love the ending. Jen was definitely the best. Oh, yeah. It just has it all. It's so good. It's hilarious. Great Jen hair and outfits. This was super entertaining. It's true. Hello, and welcome to the Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Anne. And I'm Allie. We love Jennifer Aniston, so we watched and ranked all of her movies. For more content related to Jen and the movies we're reviewing, find Girl Crush Podcast on Facebook or connect with us on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod. And please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. It's simple, but it really helps us out. Okay, on today's episode, we'll be talking about the movie Friends with Money. This was released in 2006, and it's available to rent on Amazon Prime. Jennifer Aniston plays Olivia in this movie, and really it just revolves around spending a few weeks with a group of middle-aged friends who are pretty much all going through really weird, sad, depressing times. And I really don't know how else to describe the plot (laughs) shortly. That's fair. Yeah. So here is your spoiler alert. So um, if you want to watch this movie, pause and go watch it now. But... I'm going to say we're saving you on this one. There's really no need to watch this movie. Instead, I, we think you're good if, if, we just, if you just listen to our review. Agreed. All right. So for the plot of Friends with Money, we gave this a score of 4 out of 10. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we're introduced to this group of friends at a birthday dinner for Jane. And there, by the way, are a ton of famous people in this movie. So let me just mm-hmm. run through kind of like our main characters. So we have Jane and Aaron, who are married. Jane seems like a miserable person. She's mad literally the entire movie. (laughs) And Aaron comes across to everyone else as gay. Like, their whole friend group just gossips about it, like, the entire movie. Mm -hmm. Jane is played by Frances McDermott, who is very famous and most recently, I guess, well-known for three billboards outside Edding, Missouri. She's a great actress. Mm -hmm. Then we have Franny and Matt. And they came into some money, like at least two million dollars maybe more and they decided to donate it to their daughter's school and matt is played by greg german or german i'm not sure the pronunciation of that but if you watch <laughs> gray's anatomy he's currently playing dr krasik and franny is played by joan cusack we love her gotta love her then you have christine and david Christine and David are remodeling their house. They argue all the time, and they're writing, mm-hmm. they write screenplays together. And David is played by Jason Isaacs, who has a leading role in the Netflix show The OA. I don't know if you watch, have watched that. I haven't, no. It's super weird, really good. Really? Mm-hmm. It, okay, wasn't renewed it, a- it wasn't renewed after its second season, though, which is a bummer. Oh, that's too bad. And you learn pretty early on Christine and David have not had sex in over a year. Also a point of gossip within their friend group. Mm-hmm. And then we have Jen. Nope. <laughs> well, it is Jen, but her name is, her name is Olivia. <laughs> um, she is, you brightened up so much when you said her I name. I did. <laughs> the ray of sunshine in this whole movie. She's single. She used to be a teacher, but now she works as a maid, and her friends all call her a pothead. And you kind of get an idea of who she is when she goes to get multiple free samples of face cream from all these different department stores, <laughs> which, honestly, a genius move. Yeah, for sure. All right. So those are kind of our main characters here. All right. So there's kind of a lot of different plot lines going on at the same time throughout this. So we'll kind of jump around between them. 
But Olivia, like we said, is a maid. And she's talking to this new client, Marty, who is showing her, um, kind of walking her through his house to clean. And she says she usually charges $65, and he asks for 50 and she eventually agrees, which is just like, <laughs> I think from the very beginning, you see that Olivia is just, like, in a very... Pushover. Yeah, and just, like, kind of in a weird, nebulous part of life where mm-hmm. she's just not really standing up for herself and everything sucks. So then Olivia and Jane are hanging out. Remember, Jane is married to Aaron, and Jane is the one who's mad all the time. And they're, like, at a farmer's market. And Olivia points out to Jane that her hair is super gross. And it seems like something is just off with Jane. And Jane says if she washes it too much, it dries out. And then she makes fun of a baby's name in front of the mother at this farmer's market. It's a really (laughs) weird, weird scene. And... Jane, as a side note, is, like, a famous and very successful dress designer, but she looks so homely this entire movie, you would not know unless someone said it. Yeah. So, uh, at one point, Jane and Aaron are at dinner, and Jane says that the waiter, who is a male, is in love with Aaron, but I think she's mostly actually mad that she's just not getting paid attention to, and the waiter, Mm -hmm. by the way, just random note, is um, the guy who plays Jonathan in 30 Rock as Jack Donaghy's secretary. Oh, nice. And Jane's hair, even at this, like, nice dinner, is truly gross. Like, it's almost it's matted. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's like a rat's nest. Yeah, it's not cute. And you will see, that's like a running theme throughout this thing, is her, is her gross hair. Yeah. So then her husband, Aaron, meets another guy named Aaron, LOL, <laughs> at this cafe, and they start making conversation because Aaron, Jane's husband sees that the other Aaron has a wedding ring on so he's like oh this Mm -hmm. is safe like I can hang out with this guy and that Aaron 2.0 is the dad from Modern Family and they just start being friends so then you jump over to David and Christine and sorry this plot I feel so I feel like I like missed something but I guess I didn't I don't think you did because I mean, it's literally just, like, conversations between people throughout. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, so then we hop over to David and Christine, and they literally sit across from each other all day talking back and forth Mm -hmm. to, like, write these screenplays or whatever, and Christine just now notices that David had shaved his beard three weeks ago, even though she stares at him all day. Yep. And David tells Christina that she's been eating a lot of crap lately, and it's showing in her butt. Which is super rude. Everyone in this movie sucks. They're all horrible people. Yeah. They're so mean to each other. Also, this is random, but David and Christine's son is the actor who plays Max Braverman in the show Parenthood. I love that show so much. And he is so little in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. So cute. So Franny, remember Franny is the one who has a ton of money that she and her husband are donating. Joan Cusack. Mm-hmm. She has this personal trainer, and she tells her trainer that she wants to hook him up with Olivia, that she would love Olivia, that he's been with all these low lives, and, like, Olivia's amazing. And she tells him that Olivia used to work at a really hoity-toity school in Santa Monica, but the kids all made fun of her because she drove, like, an old Honda, and it drove her to quit because they started giving her quarters to buy lunch, (laughs) and she couldn't take it. Which is horrible. Truly. So Olivia goes on this date with this trainer. I think his name is Mike. Mm-hmm. And he sees someone from junior high and asks Olivia how he looks. 
And he literally goes over and talks to this other girl while he's on a date with Olivia. Yes. And he's there so long that she's like reading a newspaper. Yep. Olivia waiting for him to like come back to their blind date. And I think she eventually like gets the check. She's just done. Like he's still talking to the other girl. Such a D-bag. He is probably the worst character in this movie. Ugh. Yeah, I agree. And after he like pretty much abandons her on this date, he then asks if he can come along and watch her clean houses. It is so weird. It's very weird. So Olivia, again, because she's a pushover, like lets him come. (laughs) It's bizarre. I'm like, this guy was so rude to you. And now you're bringing him into strangers homes on your job. It is so weird. I don't know. She's clearly searching for something. Yeah. So she, like, puts the trainer to work, and he starts dancing with her in the kitchen. It's very weird, and he doesn't even actually help her. But then after they're done, he asks, like, for a cut of her pay, and she gives it to him. What is that? I don't know. And and he's like, well, I I helped. And she hands him money. It's so weird. I it's infuriating. Yeah, it is. So you also find out that Olivia used to have a thing with a married man and she she's been making these calls and hanging up kind of throughout the movie and that seems to be who she's calling. So yeah, she's just clearly in like a, a rough kind of either rebound phase or mm-hmm. just def- definitely searching for something like you said. So for some reason she continues to hang out with this trainer. He goes on another job with her. She continues to give him money from her work where She's not even making a lot of money. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And she she goes running briefly with this trainer. It's probably like 200 <laughs> yards. She yeah. does not like exercising. And her hair is in this like banana clip, which is super unrealistic. Yeah. And she decides she wants to be a personal trainer at a gym to make more money because he like tells her how much he makes an hour. Mm-hmm. But the training costs to like get certified costs $1,800. So she goes to Franny to ask to borrow the money. But Franny is really skeptical. And then they're, like, kind of gossiping about their other friends uh-huh. because they think Christine and David should go to therapy because they hate each yeah. other. And Franny's like, maybe, Olivia, you should go to therapy. I'd feel way better about giving you this money if, like, you really could figure out what you want to do. Right. And then Franny says before she could give Olivia any money, she needs to check with her husband, Matt. And mm-hmm. it really pisses Olivia off that yeah. she does that. But I'm also like, why are you asking your friend for money? Can you imagine if I came to you and asked you for $1,800? No. I mean, like, I I would probably give it to you, but. (laughs) Unless I was in some dire situation, I cannot. I mean, I cannot imagine what circumstance would happen that I would do that. Like, literally, it would have to be like a life or death situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not just like, hey, I have have this new, like, newfound hobby I kind of want to pursue. Yeah. Well, and at the beginning of the movie, when they're all at Jane's birthday dinner, like either Jane or Christine during the dinner, because Matt and Franny are trying to figure mm. out what to do with this money. They're like, you should give the money to Olivia. Clearly she needs it. So like all of her friends think she's a charity case already. Right. And like, exactly. they all have way more money than Olivia does, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I see both sides of it. Cause I'm like, you're just looking down on her constantly, but you, you do nothing to like actually help her. Right. Like help but motivate at the her same time, I'm also like, she should not be asking you for money. So I don't know. Yeah. What and these are like is. middle-aged, these are like middle-aged adults. Right. Like the ones who have kids, their kids are like elementary school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get the sense that they're 
mid 30s to 40 maybe yeah early 40s some of them could be I don't know yeah it's all very weird and there's like this running theme throughout this entire movie of each couple talking about their friend couples and how Mm -hmm. they think their friends marriages are terrible and that their own are much better even though they clearly all have issues that they are not dealing with maybe with the exception of Franny and Matt but they have the most money of all and their only worry seems to be how to spend it. And maybe that's right. the point. But yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. It's so interesting. I don't get it. And like multiple of the female friends throughout are also like, we want to be more like Franny. Franny just sh- shrugs off conflict. Like yeah. she doesn't address anything. We're all going to just try to be more like her. <laughs> right. I don't know. Very weird. Anyway. At one point, Olivia is in the grocery store, and she sees the guy, Marty, who asked her to clean his house for only $50. And he sees her, and he's like, I know you. And she just says, no, and keeps walking, <laughs> which I feel like is all of us when you're, like, at Target in your hometown, and you see someone you went to high school with. <laughs> and <you're just> like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, no, not me. <laughs> no. So Jane, you know, feeling miserable per usual, says she just feels like she's waiting to die. <laughs> She just turned, she, she just turned 43. She, oh yeah, I forgot they said that in the movie. Yeah, but she legit looks, she legit look, looks like she's 60. Mm-hmm. And Frances McDermott, I checked when they filmed this movie, was like 48 or 49. And her husband, Aaron, comments on her hair. And he's like, baby, you're not taking good care of yourself. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? But she says she doesn't want to wash it because her arms get tired. <laughs> so depressing. This is this scene is so weird to me. It's the most depressing movie of all time. I'm just like, why, why am I watching this? So Jane proceeds to have two outbursts in this movie. <laughs> one is in a 7-Eleven parking lot at one of her son's friend's mom's, who quote-unquote stole her parking spot and also did not thank her for hosting her son for a very long play date. And she's just, like, yelling at this mom out the window of her car. And she's like, your son told me you let him watch Desperate Housewives. And then the mom, like, gets in her car and she's like, let's go. And leaves. Never goes inside. And the second outburst is when she's at an Old Navy and says that someone cut her in line. And she makes this huge scene and she gets kicked out. And as she's leaving, she runs into a glass door and breaks her nose. (laughs) Oh, such a sad moment, however relatable, because I have run into a glass door before. So this was at the U of I. It was dad's weekend, and we were at the football game, and we had gotten seats in the colonnade. So there's like this inner portion, like an in, inside portion where you can get drinks and, and food. And then our seats were obviously, you know, out, outside in the stadium. And so I had gone in to get some dessert and I was like super super into my dessert I was looking down at it very lovingly because I was excited to eat it and it was this like s'mores dessert with a giant homemade marshmallow on the top and there was a doorman at the door you know holding the door open for people or so I think and (laughs) so I I just am looking down at my dessert and walking and all of a sudden I slammed my face into the glass door (laughs) and my dessert like plopped onto the window (laughs) and literally everybody 
in the stands and those couple of rows in front of that like looked back at me and I was so shaken up (laughs) and the doorman after I ran into it said oh the door is over here (laughs) he wasn't even by the door no he was by it but I went on the wrong side of him so like on one side was the door was the (laughs) opening and the other side was just a window literally like 50 people witnessed this it was so embarrassing and I was all alone too so it was <laughs> one of those really awkward moments when something really awkward and uncomfortable happens and you don't have anyone to laugh it off with so then I looked even more insane because I was laughing at myself like wandering around walking <laughs> trying to recover in front of a room full of people did you like oh, scrape the dessert off the window <laughs> I don't even remember I I honestly have no idea I think I blacked out after that one time my dad was, like, kneeling down at a Circuit City and stood up really fast and ran right into a glass door. Got a concussion. No. Oh, no. Yeah. But I'm oh, glad in horrible. neither of the neither of those stories anyone broke their nose. Like yes, Jane exactly. Did. Yes. <laughs> Seemed embarrassing. So, <laughs> meanwhile, Aaron, Jane's husband, and Aaron 2.0 are hanging out and getting along quite well and Aaron 2.0 says he's happy they can hang out because anytime he tries to hang out with another guy they think that he's gay Mm -hmm. and Aaron Jane's husband ends up being very late to get to the hospital where his wife's nose is broken because his phone was off during his little friend date Mm -hmm. and once he gets there the entire conversation in the waiting room between Olivia Franny Christine and Aaron is super tense between Aaron's weird tardiness because they all kind of exchange this this look when he says where he was and because Olivia is not talking to Franny because of how (laughs) Franny reacted when she asked her for money because she won't give her $1,800 I'm like how are these people even friends right so Olivia calls the married guy again and asks to see him and he refuses and she keeps calling like an insane person. And at one point, she talks to his wife, who knows about her, and tells her to go find her hu- find a husband of her own. Yikes. I'm like, how have they not blocked your number? Yeah, for real. So the trainer is still accompanying Olivia on her cleaning jobs. And he got her a Christmas present, which is a traditional maid's outfit, which is disgusting. Ew. And he, like, is laying on the bed of one of these clients and is, like, telling she's dressed up in this outfit in her client's home cleaning and he's like directing her. It's gross. I don't know. I don't like it. And then after that cleaning job is over, he still asks for his cut. Like he still wants to be paid. Kisses her Mm -hmm. goodbye, but says he can't go to dinner with her. So Olivia follows him and he is out with that middle school ex-girlfriend, which is so rude. So rude. Like seriously, guys, a schmuck, you know? So Christine had also gotten Olivia a cleaning job at this really nice house that pays well. And at one point, Olivia sees the full-size face cream that she had gone and gotten all those samples of. And the lady who owns the house calls Christine, and she's like, how well do you know Olivia? This is super weird, but, like, I have a $75 jar of face cream that went missing. Sure, Mm -hmm. it's not that. Just curious, whatever. So that's, you know, not great. Olivia stole that. So Christine's neighbors are super upset because Christine and David are building this second floor on their house because obviously Uh when your marriage is shambles, you should definitely remodel your house. (laughs) And they're all upset because that house is blocking everyone's view of the ocean. And one of her neighbors takes her into her house and shows her that, and she freaks out and stops the construction work and sends everybody home. And then she and David 
have a big fight about it and she starts to think about divorce. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, David is terrible. He's super arrogant and inconsiderate. Like, yeah. he's a jerk. Total jerk. So <laughs> Jane and Aaron go out to eat with Aaron 2.0 and his wife. And the whole time during this brunch, Jane is being super rude to the wait staff, which is one of my Ugh. biggest pet peeves. Like, I, yes. I was not like Jane. Absolutely not. It would be so embarrassing to be at a meal with her. It would. And her husband is embarrassed. He's like, can you stop? We're having a nice meal with friends. Like, she's like, didn't I order coffee an hour ago? Like, she was being, well, don't like her. And her hair is still filthy, by the way. And afterwards, you see Aaron 2.0 in the car with his wife. And his wife tells him, she's like, oh, Jane's husband is super gay. (laughs) So that theme continues. So all of a sudden, Olivia decides, like, she doesn't want to be a maid anymore. I don't think she has another plan. But she calls all of her clients and tells them that she won't be coming to work anymore. Mm -hmm. And when she calls Marty, he asks her if she wants to go out sometime. And she says, sure. So she ends up bringing him to this ALS benefit. Franny and Matt, with all of their oodles of cash, bought this table for this benefit and invite all mm-hmm. the friends there. So Olivia brings Marty. I actually really like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's me too. super hilarious because at the benefit, Olivia is obsessing over the swag bags and everyone just like hands theirs to her. <laughs> so once again, she's like kind of the charity case. Mm-hmm. But she really bonds with Marty. He's divorced and has a 10-year-old daughter that he just, like, lights up when he talks about her. Mm-hmm. By the way, Jane finally washes her hair for this dinner because Aaron was like, you cannot go to this benefit looking like that. Yep. And Aaron mentions to Jane afterwards that Marty's suit jacket, even though he kind of looks kind of frumpy, they're, like, in the car driving home, and he's like, ah, uh, that that suit jacket was actually cashmere, quite expensive. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. And Marty tells... Jen that he liked her friends even though like they were kind of depressing and Matt asked a lot of questions about his work and Marty does not work so right he's like um I invest I invest in some things and dabble here and there right (laughs) it gives like a really awkward answer so I think all of her friends think that Olivia just found a wandering lowlife like her that fits her but they're all like well he seemed nice and she seemed happy so whatever but on the way home, Marty reveals to Olivia that he doesn't work because he's loaded. He <sighs> inherited his dad's money and he doesn't need to work, so he just doesn't. And Olivia's like, score. Yep. <laughs> so Olivia offers to help redecorate Marty's place. And she kind of asks him, she's like, can I ask you a question? Why did you ask me to clean your house for $50 when you could clearly afford to pay 65 <laughs> And Marty just says he has people problems. And Olivia's like, I have problems too. And that's how the movie ends. It is the worst. I think. It's like they're trying to make some deep point about life and how money can affect you. I think that's what they were going for. But. I think if the point of the movie is to make you feel everyone's misery, it does a really good job. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. I was depressed the entire time. Yeah, and it's another one of those movies. You know, I think we scored the plot so low, not only because it is super depressing, but it, it's, it's one of those movies where there's not a plot. It's just, like, these general yes. themes. It's just, like, a viewpoint into their lives. Yeah, yeah it's a theme about, like, dirty hair and money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Literally, the only thing I liked in this movie, I think, was when... Joan Cusack, Franny, is with her personal trainer, and she's, like, working out. 
And it's just this little moment that just, I don't know, it was just funny. She's like doing these wild moves with her free weights. Yeah, with like free weights. Yeah. She, I think she was underused in this movie. She was not in as many scenes as I think she should have been. Joe Cusack. Yeah. And I will say Frances McDormand, um, she's a really good actor, actress, because I hated her the entire movie. I think she did a good job, even though, I mean, because I hated her. Yeah, I think I think the acting in the movie overall was actually really good. Mm-hmm. The plot... Yeah, that's true. It's just the plot is like, why? It just makes you sad. And at one point when Franny and Matt are talking before this benefit, Matt asks her why she's still friends with Olivia. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, we've just always been friends. I guess if we met yeah. now, like, we probably wouldn't be friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of sad. I don't know. It is. And it just feels like... I wish there were more of a point to the movie if it were going to be this sad and depressing. Like, I wish at the end you kind of, like, learned some sort of lesson or it had some reason that it was so sad, you know? Yeah. I don't feel like anyone learns anything. Maybe Christine does because she does, I think, separate from David. Yeah. Because they show that the house is for sale at the end. Yeah, that's but, true. But, like... Olivia just gets lucky meeting a rich dude. Right. (laughs) And Franny and Matt still have a lot of money. And I'm pretty sure Jane is still miserable at the end. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Also, a thing to note about this movie I thought was interesting. This was filmed in the middle of Jen's breakup with Brad Pitt, which I, I just heard brought up or I saw that it was brought up in like a couple of articles about the movie, which I think is kind of like. I don't know, kind of extreme. These articles were like mirroring Olivia in the movie being like sad and lonely and not having anyone with Jen after her breakup with Brad. And I thought that was a little bit harsh. That's very harsh. Yeah, because Jen came out of that strong. (laughs) Yeah, that might have some be some explanation for why she seemed kind of unenthusiastic when Uh, in this interview I watched of her about this movie. Oh, yeah. But I guess the writer and director for this movie, I think her name's Nicole something, she does really kind of abstract films like this that Mm -hmm. are about, like, female friendship and that sort of thing. But I'm like, these are bad friends. I don't think this is a good representation. Absolutely. It definitely felt like there was some point to the movie that I just didn't get. Yeah. A terrible plot overall. Yeah. I mean, we gave the plot a 4 out of 10 because there was no plot. Honestly, the second time I rewatched it, I think I could have even scored it lower. Really? I don't think I would have scored it lower. Maybe it just was miserable having to watch it again. <laughs> so it was like biasing my, um, my thoughts. That could be. Yeah. Okay, so for Jen's character, Olivia, we rated um, her character a 5.5 out of 10. And I just think she had no motivation She didn't really show any growth throughout the movie. And honestly, she just got lucky at the end that this guy happened to be rich. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, throughout, like, the focus is so much on the money. I wish she would have found a way to, like, be happy or find some motivation or inspiration without money. So I thought that was just a weird way for her character's story to end. And then throughout it, like, I just hate that she keeps letting Mike, the trainer, like keeps inviting him to her jobs and giving him a cut of her money. It's like, yeah. stand up for yourself. Yeah, because she's pissed every time she does it. And she yeah, exactly. still she's invites him and it. still gives him the money. Right. It just doesn't seem like she has a lot of self-worth. 
Yeah, it's a big bummer because all of her friends talk about how she was such a good teacher. Like, she was a high school mm-hmm. teacher. They're like, the kid, she was so good with the kids, and I don't know why she doesn't go back to that. Whatever. And it's like, you could teach somewhere other than Santa Monica, you know, at some Yeah, exactly. But she just seems to have no desire to do that, which, you know, I guess that's fine. It's not for everybody. You know, a lot of people leave the field. But, like, do do something. And And at the end, she quits her maid job. Yes. With no backup. Like, she doesn't know Marty's rich at that point. <laughs> she right. just decides yeah, she doesn't want to like, do it anymore. And she didn't get the money from Granny to, like, go through the tra- trainer training. Right. Super yeah. weird. Yeah, I just thought her character was just very meh. Yeah. She's just, she seems very lost. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when in that interview I watched um, with Jennifer Aniston talking about this character, she was like, you know, I think Olivia is relatable in a lot of ways. I think people have felt a lot of the things that she's feeling or has gone through sure. in their lives, which is true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah just, this is just not <laughs> my favorite character of Jennifer Aniston's. Agreed. So for her acting, we gave her acting a five out of 10, which maybe is rough. It was probably part of this character who was like yeah. super f- flat, mm-hmm. but she just seems like she's in a haze most of the movie. And maybe that's on purpose, but Right. There's just, like, no emotion. Yeah, and to your point, that could be because that's sort of the character, but I think then that makes it hard to show a lot of range in the acting. I do like there's this one moment. Oh, it's after the wife of the married man, like, tells her to find a husband of her own. She, like, yells into the phone, like, I wish I, or I would if I effing could, and, like, just starts punching the bed. And I thought that part was strong. But that's, like, the only part in the movie where she really, like, has any, you know, passion, where her character has any passion. So it's kind of the only point she gets to show that range. Yeah, she just snaps for, like, 30 seconds and then Mm -hmm. it's over. I feel like I would have given this a whole extra point if she had punched Mike in the face at some point, but she doesn't. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yep. That would have given an extra point in acting and character. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. So her hair in this movie we rated a 1 out of 2. Probably not surprising since her character is sort of just like coasting through. Her hair is sort of plain. It's like a light brown color. It's mostly just kind of a natural wavy throughout. So, I mean, it doesn't look bad. It's just sort of there. Um, Also, they wear bucket hats. Like, uh, there's like multiple characters wearing bucket hats in this movie, which I was just like, I don't think that was part of the style then. (laughs) So I was a little thrown off by that. Very weird. Her hair in this... Her hair in this movie is just not really noticeable. Like, yeah. after I watched the movie again, mm-hmm. I went back to do my notes, and then I was like, uh, what was her hair like? Which right, right. is usually a sign that it deserves a one because you're not <laughs> thinking about it throughout. Yeah. Because we all know when Jen's hair looks good, we're, like, pausing the movie to admire it. <laughs> it's true. I don't know if this was her natural hair. I feel like it might have been. Yeah, I think it looked, I think it looked natural. Yeah. In her interview, it's like, she has pretty brown hair in that interview. Okay. So we gave this an overall Would You Watch Again score of a one out of five, not surprisingly. Neither of us would watch this again. I was kind of pissed I had to pay to rent it again. Yep. Felt like this for sure should be free somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised it's not just free on YouTube. Right. So to review, for Friends with Money, we gave the plot a 4 out of 10, Jen's character Olivia a 5.5 out of 10, Jen's acting a 5 out of 10, 
Her Hero, one out of two, and a Would You Watch Again score of one out of five for a total <laughs> score of 16.5 out of 37 points. Woo! So this movie is ranked number 37 out of 38. <laughs> Just barely behind Mac and Me. Yep. Which, again, keep in mind, Mac and Me, it's not obvious when Jen is flashing on the screen in Mac and Me. So that's pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, just not great. Not great. Yeah. So hopefully we saved you. Hopefully you didn't spend any time or money watching the movie. And instead, listen to our review. But definitely check out some of our other reviews for movies that you could watch instead with Jen and them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think that's all for today. Right? That is it, folks. All right. Thanks for listening to the Girl Crush Podcast. Let us know your thoughts on Instagram at girlcrush underscore pod or find us on Facebook by searching Girl Crush Podcast. You can also email us at podcastgirlcrush at gmail.com. As usual, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about cake. Bye. Bye.